0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome back to another episode of the Testudo Talk podcast. As always, I'm your co-host, Emmett Siegel, alongside Andrew Chotis. Andrew, welcome back to another episode.
1: Yeah, nice to be back. How's, how's everything, Emmett?
0: Doing well. Uh, I think some Maryland fans have got some news they've been waiting for for, uh, for a couple of years now, probably since they joined the Big Ten, is that the divisions are gone. The Big Ten East, as we know it, and the Big Ten West will be gone after this upcoming season in 2024. We're going to get to all that. We're going to break down all the news there. Before we get into the episode, we want to tell you about today's presenting sponsor, BetOnline. BetOnline is your number one source for all your championship finals info, stats, news, and scores. Get the latest odds and lines and the latest matchup reports for this year's NBA and Stanley Cup finals. BetOnline is your sports intel headquarters this season and they have you covered for all your insider sports wagering needs. From basketball and hockey to MLB, UFC, and boxing, the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info, including live betting options and your favorite casino and card games, is available to play right from your home. Get into the action today. Head to the website or use your mobile device to join, and be sure to use our promo code Believe. that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% bonus on your first deposit. Remember to use code believe BLEAV to receive a 50% bonus on your first deposit bet online, where the game starts. Andrew, the divisions are gone from the big 10 in football. Um, I know this is definitely something that Maryland fans, like I said, have been waiting for. Um, and I just was curious, what was your first reaction when you saw the, uh, the layout?
1: Well, I think as you said, it's, it's been a long time coming, right? Um, Obviously, I think uh, the first thing that I think Marilyn Penn saw was, you know, without the divisions, you don't have to face off against uh, Michigan, Penn State, Ohio State every year with a, you know, against those teams, they, they had a combined record of five and 28 since they joined the Big Ten. So pretty abysmal. So not not having to face those, you know, definitely um, each year is is, is, a, is a big relief for uh, uh, for the team, but just looking at the schedule uh, that was released for 2024, specifically, I mean, you'll get your first taste of the West Coast action uh, against USC, which I think will be really, really exciting. That'll be at home. But even there's no there's no Penn State on the schedule, no high state on the schedule. So it's going to be a much different you know landscape for Maryland football. But I think it's a really exciting time. And I think that this kind of gives Maryland some breathing room, uh, if you will. And we've seen a lot of parity in, in college football and, and in the Big Ten. I think this will only help to expand that.
0: I think I agree with you. Um, we should also say that uh, Maryland's permanent opponent, no surprise, it's Rutgers. Mm-hmm. Uh, not every team, well, almost every team got a permanent rival. Uh, Penn State didn't, I guess, for whatever reason, that didn't work out. I know they were hoping for, I think, Ohio State. I saw a lot of people saying they, they thought they would be playing Ohio State every year, but no permanent rival for Penn State. But Maryland will be playing Rutgers every year, uh, as has kind of become tradition, since they joined the conference with Rutgers uh, back in 2014. Um And then also, uh, I believe they're called two plays. Uh, They're going to rotate that every two years where you play a pair of teams home and away um, over the course of two years in Maryland for 2024 and 2025. When this will be kicking into effect will be Indiana and Michigan. So kind of staying in that Big Ten East realm. But I know that when I saw this happening, uh, it was no surprise. And we've kind of known it's coming for a couple of years. I mean, every other power conference has done it, I believe. I know the ACC... The Big 12 and the Pac-12 all now have, for this upcoming season at least, will have uh, division list formats where it's just the top two conference records that play in the championship game, regardless of orientation or, or geography or anything like that. And then the SEC announced recently that it will be moving to a similar format, and they're going to kind of be in that same boat as the Big Ten. When they add Texas and Oklahoma, you know, the Big Tens adding USC and UCLA. Um, You mentioned that game USC at Maryland. I know we've been saying this for a couple of years and the joke's been made a million times, but USC at Maryland being a conference game is just like stunning. Um, It it makes no sense. It's it's just kind of like realignment in a nutshell, honestly.
1: Yeah. And I mean, kind of just going back on that whole college football changing. I mean, you you mentioned all these conferences going to a, a flex schedule format. The playoff is when when the Big Ten moves in 2024, is the same year as the college football playoff, expanding to 12 teams. So I think we're just going to see so much unpredictable cha- change in college football over the next few years. I think it's going to be super exciting to watch.
0: Yeah, when you look at the Big Ten, um, and they specifically mentioned in the press release where they announced this schedule officially, um, they specifically mentioned that one of the goals is to create better access for the league for the college football playoff mm-hmm it's just bad, especially when there's an expanded playoff, when you have for the league, it's bad when you have probably the three top programs in terms of competing for the college football playoff, all beating up on each other. Uh, it's good for the league probably to, to get them mixed up. And now you have USC coming in, who's kind of going to be looking like a perennial contender with Lincoln Riley there at the helm. Um, so yeah, uh, I think that that's kind of some micro stuff, but I wanted to hit on some winners and losers. Um, just that stood out to me. Um, we're only like an hour and a half or so post announcement. So, you know, maybe some stuff uh, might come up that I missed, but uh, the winners for me that that stood out, uh, and I think Maryland has to be in there. I think Maryland and Rutgers and probably Indiana have to be in there. Um, Maryland against the Big Ten East, it, it's been kind of a disaster, honestly. Uh, they're 5-25 against the top four teams in the division, which are Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State, and Michigan State. They're three and 19 against um, those three minus Michigan state. So kind of the three best teams there, probably the three best teams in the conference being in that position, especially considering what Maryland as a program has gone through in recent years. And it's just kind of made it that much harder to rebuild it. Um, so I think getting out of that bunch of, of elite teams is going to do nothing but help Maryland. And you're still going to have tough games, obviously it's still a very tough conference, but I think having Rutgers as that permanent rival and then, Being able to avoid Michigan, Ohio State, and Penn State, at least not playing them every year, I think can be nothing but a win for Maryland's program.
1: Yeah, you know, completely agree with you there. And you kind of just mentioned just the record, the record disparity from the Big Ten East for Maryland to other teams. And I'll I'll plug the article you you just you put out on our website at The Times. But if you look at it, just Maryland's record since joining the conference against Illinois undefeated, Indiana almost 500, Iowa one and three. But Minnesota, five five hundred, Nebraska, I went two, Northwestern just under five five hundred, Purdue, just under five hundred, Rutgers well above well above five hundred. So Maryland, even in the past few years, their record's been a little above five hundred against those teams. But I think it just gives them so much breathing room to so not have to play, you know, that that big three every single season.
0: Yeah, and that's been probably the thing that's now that Maryland's kind of dug itself out of the basement of exactly. the Big Ten. Yeah. Um it's kind of been the thing that I think a lot of people have been saying, and I know I've definitely been saying um, is that like the next step for Maryland football is to beat Michigan, Ohio mm-hmm. state, Penn state. I know they beat Penn state in the COVID year and they beat Michigan back, you know, right when they joined the big 10, but, but ne- nowadays to beat those teams would be kind of considered that next step. Now that that's kind of off the table. Now you can start looking at maybe improving that win total. Cause you're kind of, I mean, I know Michigan and Ohio state were close games this year. And I know Penn state has been, close game in recent years obviously it wasn't this past season but you're pretty much chalking up three guaranteed losses on your schedule as currently constituted if you're Maryland and if you're Rutgers and if you're Indiana most likely mm-hmm. so for those three teams I think you got to say that this is a massive win to be kind of dug out of that hole yourself now even if you're playing Ohio State in a given year or Penn State or Michigan in a given year I know Maryland's going to be playing Michigan the next three years because you still got one more year of the divisions and then they got the home and home um going those two years later but still to only be playing one or maybe two of them it, you're pretty much stealing don't say a win but you're pretty much stealing a winnable game and that that's that's kind of what Maryland's been waiting for and this is also overdue right a 16 team league can't have eight team divisions because uh, then you get no crossovers and you start losing rivalry games and stuff and I think it's good you can find a way to kind of keep those rivalry games going so I think this is a great model um for them I think they call it the flex protect plus which is just like a bunch of buzzwords but but I do think that given the 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 current model of of, of college football this is probably the best option
1: yeah and then I you know, I know you mentioned the winners and losers I think you kind of have to look at just the west coast teams coming in I mean I think what the what the conference did which I think is really really smart is that they made all the all, all the big teams not you know on the east coast they only have to travel to the west coast once a year, so and then if you look at just U, U, UCLA and USC, you're traveling away four or five times a year. You have to go basically cross country. Cross. So I think that's going to be such a brutal I, at least first two years for U, UCLA and USC to adjust to. So I think although expect I think I think that's going to be really interesting to see how they fare in the first first two seasons of having to go back and forth.
0: I wrote down this note uh, that I saw on Twitter and. Forgive me because I forget who it was, but this is UCLA's 2024 road schedule. Hawaii,
1: uh-huh. LSU,
0: uh-huh. Indiana, Iowa, Michigan, Rutgers. Uh,
1: that, 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 that is literally not doable. Like, that's not... Like, I don't. I mean,
0: that, that that's an NFL team travel schedule. That's not even an NFL team because they have geographical divisions.
1: I do not care. I mean,
0: they have that. less games, yeah. but still, like... like yeah,
1: I, I, I do not care how good of a football team you are. You have three days of practice a week and then you're flying back out across the country and they're doing it again and then again like that's that's insane
0: yeah and i think like you said i mean good the the west coast teams being in the big ten i mean we all understand why they did it and Mm. and i think we all know that they might not be totally done yet but um but yeah it's good to be minimizing that cross-country travel at least for the east coast teams you know Mm. there's only two of them in the conference but to be to be minimizing that travel is definitely huge Mm. um you mentioned losers uh on, on the west side uh I think Wisconsin's the biggest loser. They they stand out to me as the biggest loser from this whole thing because they kind of had this setup where the past couple of years perhaps they weren't the strongest team. Yeah. I mean the the Big Ten West champion never beat the Big Ten East champion or at least hasn't. Um, I guess we got one more year of that, but uh, the Big Ten West champion has never beaten the Big Ten East champion in the in the conference championship game. And Wisconsin was that a fair share of times. They kind of had this. Built-in way to get themselves within one game of the playoffs. Always had a chance to compete. Gone. Right?
1: They, they always, they always had a chance to compete. That, that, that's the thing with, with 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 Wisconsin.
0: Yeah, it's like you know Wisconsin, and I, I know that they got a new coach. They got Luke Fickle coming in, and you know you you would think he might upgrade the talent level. And now the playoff expanded. Perhaps it becomes easier to recruit guys there. But, but yeah, a team like Wisconsin, I think you can throw some of those other teams in there, like maybe Iowa, maybe, maybe, maybe Minnesota. I know they've, they've, they've kind of been knocking on the door there. These teams that were maybe taking advantage of a little bit of a weaker big Ten West schedule. Now you're looking at having to face Ohio state every year or every two years, maybe Penn state, Michigan. I mean, Michigan looks like the best team in the big 10 right now, at least. So yeah um and, and they stand out as the biggest loser to me
1: i mean I, I know i know this is where maryland pod i don't really want to start talking about other teams but i think a great thing about this schedule too is how we might still be able to see back-to-back weekends for michigan and ohio state and the season i think if you go straight from you know the game to a big Ten championship game i think that's super exciting so that was something that was something that came out of the schedule that was really really awesome to see
0: yeah i mean who doesn't like more rivalry games right i think that i mean that's the biggest thing uh for me that when i see these schedule adjustments and i see the realignment like yeah as a guy who's, who's like, I'm very big on like the tradition of college sports and the tradition of college football. And like to lose those rivalry games would have been pretty bad, but you keep them in the same conference. And it's kind of weird because like USC and UCLA are still going to be playing each other, but they're going to be playing each other under totally different circumstances. But to keep a rivalry like that, Michigan, Ohio state, uh, Wisconsin, Minnesota, um, Michigan, Michigan state, I believe is still, uh, protected, uh, you got to make sure you do that. And I think the Big 10 did a good job overall. I'd say they probably did about as good as they could have done with a 16 team league. I mean, it's completely ridiculous how widespread this league is now and it's coast to coast and you got so many teams in it and it's lost all sense of geography, but I think they did about as good as they could, honestly. Well, I th-
1: I think I think the uh of something that's really interesting about this just the the whole schedule as it is right now, I think We've we've had so many years, like since Ever since Maryland's entered the conference, right? It's always been the exact, basically the exact same teams at the top. I think that's probably going to stay for the next few years. But I think as as time goes on, I think we might start to see slow changes of who can compete. I think that's the most exciting thing about this announcement, right?
0: Yeah. I mean, you're looking at um, the door possibly opening for the school. Like, I, I thought about putting Penn State as a winner of this when I was writing this down just because kind of in the same boat as Maryland but also for different reasons right mm-hmm. like Maryland is looking to avoid playing Ohio State in Michigan every year because you want winnable games and those games are you'd have to pull a major upset to win those for Penn State now the door is a little bit more open especially with the expanded playoff now the door is a little bit open where maybe You can sneak into the playoff, even if you don't win the conference championship. And now the road is easier to win the conference championship. I mean, the one year where they they did win the Big Ten, since we've gone to divisions, was when they knocked off Ohio State that one time. I mean, you got to beat Ohio State and probably Michigan at this point, because they're pretty much going undefeated and playing each other's undefeated teams right now. You've got to beat probably both those teams. So now that that's kind of out the door, you look at Penn State as a potential Big Ten contender without having to do that. And that—that's what this opens up. Like you said, it opens up the opportunity for now. Like USC might have a better path to a Big Ten championship. You're going to see more teams in the playoff from the Big Ten, which is always good for the conference. And you know, Maryland, Maryland is still steps away from contending for a Big Ten title. Even though I can already tell you, I don't know when it, it'll be in August. I know the Maryland players are going to sit up on that podium and they're going to say, "Our goal is to win a Big Ten championship." Maybe-
1: They've been that in spring. I, I think we have all three players, oh, yeah, our goal. They've right.
0: been, I mean, they've been doing that since Ridiculous. like spring 2014. Yeah. But it's not going to happen what, realistically.
1: Yeah. But I think something else we should just touch on, because I don't know in general, is that what's, what's obviously what's new now, instead of having two division uh, teams compete for the championship, now it's going to be the number one and number two teams in the regular season. So you could have like a Michigan, Ohio State, a Michigan, Penn State, you know, conference championship, which is just dramatically different from what we have what we've seen in the past so i think that's also something that's really cool and could have huge implications on the college football playoff too i think that's what we're not uh, we really need to get on
0: yeah that's that's i mean that's probably that's that's what this all comes down it's, to probably, right? yeah. getting more teams in the college football yeah. playoff more money. Have more <laughs> i mean yeah it's, it's money right it's money it's it, that's why usc and ucla are joining the conference that's why they're you know expanding the playoff that's because they don't actually care about parody. You know, they just want Correct. more playoff games. But uh, but yeah, I think it, it, one thing that you might get out of the Big Ten championship that um, perhaps is is a little bit lost in, in the grand scheme of things, it's probably not something that the average college football fan really cares about. And even like the diehard college football fan doesn't care about too much. But like seeing Purdue in the conference championship game last year, the Purdue was definitely not the second best team in the conference. It was just kind of cool to see like Purdue get a chance or like, Northwestern's been in it a couple times, uh, Illinois was knocking on the door. Like you're, you're not going to see those teams in it anymore. Now it's just going to be, it's just going to be Goliath versus Goliath now. Um, I think it, it's overall, it's good for the conference when you have, uh, stuff like that, but I guess you, that's like the one downside, I guess, of, of getting rid of the divisions and you kind of lose that, like the meme of the West division champion, like, which is always like. You know, this it was like a Purdue team, right? Yeah, it seemed like every year it was the same team in a different uniform coming out of the West. Well,
1: speaking of memes and jokes, and I, I, I joked with you about, oh, well, when when we t- punch our ticket to go to the Rose Bowl to, to see Maryland in it, but now you look at the schedule in 2025, they, they really are going to be playing out the Rose Bowl against UCLA. So there's just so many just ridiculous storylines about about this, but it'll be really entertaining to watch.
0: Yeah, I mean, I remember when Maryland basketball scheduled UCLA, and we were like, oh my god, like. Maryland's gonna play UCLA. Like this is crazy, and then like a week later, they're like, "Yeah, they're gonna be doing this every single year." <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: So I mean, yeah, Maryland basketball will be at uh, at Poly Pavilion this year. So a little little sneak peek. Maybe the football team can tag along and do like a walkthrough or something.
1: That 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 would certainly be interesting.
0: Yeah. Um, I think we hit on most of the big stuff. Uh, yeah. when it comes to this. Yeah. I don't know if there's there's anything else that stuck out to you. I think I you know I went through my winners and losers. Uh, some of the interesting notes. Um,
1: I I mean. I, I think we kind of hit everything. I, I guess that we can kind of just give one more notice on Maryland's exact schedule for the next two years. I'll kind of just rat-rattle that out. I guess
0: the non-conference schedule is announced a couple years in advance. So. But, but,
1: yeah. So in 2024 at home, they'll, they'll play Michigan State, Purdue, Rutgers, USC, Wisconsin, on the road, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, and Michigan. Uh, in 2025, they'll host Indiana, Michigan, Nebraska, Penn State, And we'll go on the road to take on Minnesota, Northwestern, Ohio State, Rutgers, and UCLA. And again, on our website at thesuitatimes.com, Emmett provided a full breakdown of the schedule.
0: Yeah, and we'll also be seeing some, uh, I guess this year we're breaking in the new TV channels. So we'll be seeing, I mean, I don't want to harp on it too much. Like like I said, this point this (laughs) point has been made like years and years and it's been the same joke over and over again, but like. USC in College Park on like NBC, like what is going on? It's it's, it's what is college sports insane. nowadays? I have no idea. I have no idea what to expect. Except yeah. for uh, I, the one thing I will expect is that USC will be favored in that game. Yes, and
1: and if Caleb Williams decides to come back for a senior year, we can have the uh, Caleb Williams revenge game back in back back in the DC area.
0: Nah, he's a commander. Um. Uh, anyway, okay. Now. Oh, uh, yeah, no, he's coming home. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, I think that's, I think that's everything about the, uh, about the football schedule release, um, this time of year, you know, we're lucky when, when we can get some news to talk about. So it's good to have this, uh, good to kind of get a little sneak peek of the, of the football season, not this year, but th- but the year after that, um, Maryland's non-conference schedule is also going to be a little bit hard, uh, in the upcoming years. I know I saw they got UCF on the schedule of Virginia tech, uh, who looks like maybe they're climbing a little bit you know i know they had to fire their coach recently but um yeah should be some some interesting schedules coming up for maryland football and i'm definitely excited to see how it how it pans out for uh, for loxley and company and, and kind of see where they go from here you know now that they're free from the burden of the big 10 east which i mean wow what what, what freedom he must feel now but mm-hmm. also some pressure because now he can't just you know go out and lose to the, to the same four teams every year now now the, the <laughs> pressure's on to so he maybe add some add some wins to that total
1: yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, they're still playing Michigan, like like they're still playing Michigan in, in 2024, 2025. I mean, so it's, it's not, you're not getting a full break, right. You're still going to have to play these teams. It's not automatically playing all three of them. So, I
0: mean. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's still a tough conference. It's still probably, probably the second toughest conference in the country. No easy games. I mean, it's not like they're like, I was running the numbers, um, to look at their records against the East versus the West, just because mm-hmm. in my mind, I just figured that they had lost so many more games against the East. And they, they obviously they had lost more games against the East because they play more games, but like a higher percentage, I mean. Yeah. And I was running the numbers just assuming I was going to get a, a large disparity. And it's like the numbers against the West aren't that great either. Like I think they had like a three thirty three winning percentage. And like,
1: it was, it was it, a t- I think it t- just t-
0: speaks t- to like where yeah. they are now. Like they used to be like, yeah, it's like the first couple works team in the big 10. Yeah. Now, now they're, they're, they're kind of, digging themselves out of it. And this might be perfect timing right now. Now, you know, right as Talia has gone and, and you're going to lose some people, you know, you, you get a little bit of break on the schedule. Might help kind of accelerate the rebuild. I don't know. Can you still call it a rebuild? Can you still call it a rebuild? Are we past rebuild? I think, no, you're,
1: uh, no I think you're past a rebuild. I mean, you, I mean, they, they have, if you're talking pure talent, they're probably, around top five the big Ten. well before you see before the expands,
0: or yeah around, before the la team probably
1: around top five top six and pure talent it's just if they can put it together and just can, can you get a big win this year and kind of take that momentum in, in into the future of the big 10 i don't know we'll see
0: we will see and we'll be uh we'll be updating everyone on everything that happens big 10 football related maryland football related here on the testudo talk podcast uh i've been emma siegel that's andrew Chotis. uh another good episode in the books, you know, good, like I said, good to have actually something to talk about. Uh, that's actually like pertinent to to the news and not, not kind of killing time. Um, but we'll have some interesting content coming for you guys over the summer. Mm-hmm. I was throwing out the idea to Andrew of some, uh, some year recap superlatives coming up next week, maybe. So uh, for anyone that's listening, maybe, maybe play along mm-hmm. uh, next week. But, uh, but yeah, we we appreciate the big 10 for giving us something to talk about this week. Well, anyway, that's, All for us this week on the Testudo Talk podcast. As always, we appreciate you guys for listening. Uh, It's been great coming at you guys with another episode this week, and we'll be with you weekly throughout the summer, throughout the football season, throughout the basketball season, kind of bringing everything uh, that comes to mind to you guys and any news that breaks. So, uh, yeah, thank you guys for listening, and uh, we'll see you next week. And just one last reminder before you go that this episode has been presented by BetOnline. Remember to go to betonline.ag. And use code BELIEVE, that's B L E A V, to get a 50% bonus on your first deposit. Go to betonline.ag and use code BELIEVE, B L E A V, to get a 50% bonus on your first deposit. Thank you for listening.